Yeah. So when I say I don't like eating dog food, <laughs> that don't's going to go away really quickly. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> I don't exercise or is it workout? I no, can't remember. Exercise. It's exercise. Yeah. I like eating dog food. It's a masterpiece. Welcome to Predator Minute, the podcast that breaks down the 1987 action sci-fi horror suspense classic Predator one minute at a time. I'm John Zabriskie. And I'm Jeff Glover. I'm Zach Zabriskie. Yeah, returning champion, brother of the podcast, Zach Zabriskie. My own brother. My own brother. I have a brother. Welcome back, Zach. I've got a brother! (laughs) Hey, thanks. Zach! (laughs) Zach! (laughs) Thank you. That's going to happen a lot, everybody. I hope you're ready. Uh, so how, how are you doing, Zach? Uh, I'm doing good. I When you first started the podcast, like very first started, you asked me if there was a minute that I wanted to do. And I just kind of reflexively said, oh, yeah, I want to do the stick around minute. Stick around. And this was before I had even rewatched Predator. Like when I answered, when I like told you what minute I wanted, I hadn't seen the movie in probably like 10 years. And I'm still glad that I chose it having like rewatched it now and, you know, like kind of made some notes on the minute. I'm, I'm glad I picked this one. But yeah, this was the first one I wanted to do before. Yeah, before I gave like any more thought to, uh, I guess, what else happened in the movie or like before I even remembered most of the scenes from the movie because it had been so long since I had seen it. But this was my go-to answer. Awesome. I, I like how that's the reflex, reflexive answer. Yeah, this is a good one. You got two kind of iconic lines. Uh, we'll get to the second one later. But uh, yeah, and then surrounding those uh, one-liners, we got all sorts of uh, action. We got a bunch more deaths. Um, lots more shoot 'em up some more explosions. This is a good one. I don't, uh, I, think, I don't think we have any stunts in this one, though. I'm kind of... Uh, I'm okay with because because last minute not really like flying off of things stunts. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Last minute, I'm I'm just I think I hit my stunt quota for yeah. We a couple have minutes. we have one sort of like flying body towards the end a little bit, but not quite like the previous minutes. Yeah, which I was hoping for more of those because I love that that springboard kind of like <laughs> it's kind of this very like gymnastics like kind of like a kind of like a front half sort of uh, it's it's a good it's a good move i like the move it's like i like because when you watch it it's extremely deliberate it does not look at all like a rag doll like you would kind of expect from getting blown up by an explosion it's like very a very controlled death but yeah these are real people being launched through the air kind of on fire most of the time yeah yeah crotches on fire flying (laughs) through the air in slow motion (laughs) we yeah. All right. So we're here to talk about minute 28 of Predator. Minute 28, the Marshall Falk of minutes, mm. opens with Billy laying down some fire in a large palapa, and it ends with Dutch yelling, What else? Mac! Mac! <laughs> Mac! We get to the actual Mac drop in this Mac. Mac. Is this the one that you use in the. In your as your drop, it sounds just like it. It's it's not the one I use in the oh. drop has a little bit of like dramatic music. Mac. This is his Mac at the very end of this one. Wow. It's right after the music drops for like the commercial break. Mac. Well, uh, all I can say is Arnold's Macs are pretty yeah. consistent. Max. I was I was uh, convinced that was the one. I got excited. <laughs> it's it's it might be the one going forward. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a good Mac. I laughed pretty hard when I watched the minute all the way through, and then that's where it ended. I'm like, of course. <laughs> no, I did too. Because <laughs> it just he goes Mac, and then it cuts. <laughs> yeah, go to commercial. And yeah. yeah, I think that's exactly right to go go to commercial. But yeah, we're just gonna take things uh, in order here. So Jeff, you want to lay down what happens here in the first eleven or so seconds? Yeah, well, we left off in this giant palapa. Palapa! And, palapa. <laughs> and, uh, and Billy was uh, standing on the high ground at the top of the second story of the palapa. Mm-hmm. He's uh, firing just indiscriminately down at bad guys down there. <laughs> yep. um, and then we get a cut, and uh, all of a sudden, Dylan is in the... Dylan! No, excuse Dylan. me, Dutch. <laughs> Dylan! Dylan. Uh, Dutch is all of a sudden in the palapa. Also, just okay. I'm laughing my butt off. If you watch like second one to two of this minute, you'll yeah. see in the very lower right, like three gorillas in a row do like this little hurdle over, <laughs> jumping this over like what looks like almost like a pommel or whatever. Like okay, um, so I noted that too because at one, first two, I was. Okay, so I was laugh- I was laughing at that initially as well because I'm like, what a silly little like kind of prance thing they're doing over, uh, like that over that is. little thing. The first guy vaults it like with his he puts his hand on it. The second yes. guy does a clear jump over it. The third guy kind of jumps around it in a funny way. Yes, and I thought that was pretty funny. Like, and I was like, oh, that's goofy. But then if you go just a few seconds forward. You see Blaine come out. He kicks that little thing down that they just walked behind. Or oh, that they that's just what jumped he's over kicking. Okay, he kicks yeah. that down. Oh, that's the thing yeah. they were jumping over. Oh. And then the camera immediately goes to him kicking it down from another angle. And oh. it does it does something that I like, which is it doesn't show him kicking it again. Like a lot of movies when they do cuts, it's like you see him kick it. And then it's like, oh, just yeah. so you didn't forget what happened. Here's him kicking it from a different angle. No, it picks up like the exact like yes. boom, like like right when it's like same movement, like no, no time revisited, no time lost or anything. Like it's immediate, like his foot's in the air and then it like kicking the thing over, it switches camera angles and it's in the exact same spot. And then he comes out and mows those three guys down. So I (laughs) actually, at first I was laughing about that. Those guys doing that funny move over that, but the continuity, like I love the continuity of that because that's exactly where Blaine's going. That, and that's such like a little, I mean, it's there in the background and it's almost like an afterthought if you're not watching this minute by minute. So you're, you're not necessarily thinking about playing the character and slowly starts firing the minigun, but him knocking that down is totally playing to his personality as like the big bad of the group and just unstoppable killing machine. Like he's not going to yeah. let some puny piece of wood stand in his way. I think I identify with the third guy jumping over it. <laughs> I do too. Zach, like, Zach can attest to this. Zach can clear it easy. I'm at that age where I love yeah, I'm, I'm getting flashbacks to when I was a kid and like you'd be following your friends through the woods or something and the, your two friends in front of you would do something cool and athletic like <laughs> ride their bike over a log or something. <laughs> And then it would be your turn and you'd have to like get off your bike and right. lift it over. <laughs> I'm the second guy because I love guy. jumping over stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I still like jump over shopping carts and stuff. Like I'm a big fan of that. One time yeah. I jumped over a shopping cart um, and some guy saw me from like a ways off and then like pushed another cart in my way. And he says, impress me. <laughs> so there you go. That's how I identify with the second guy. Wow. Yeah, you're the second guy. When you land, you go, Zach! 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 <laughs> uh, but to, to um, 
To your point there, Zach, talking about the cut being so smooth and going from background to the main shot on screen, this is where John McTiernan on the commentary is saying that he's taking back over the filming. Like He's allowed, in his own words, to start filming mm. again some of these action scenes that up to this point have been super duper quick cuts and stunt heavy and static shots. Um, all done by Craig Baxley, this action stunt coordinator. Um, so you can really start to see that in this minute where the camera is moving again. These shots are stitched together very clearly. Jeff and I, over the last, what, four or five minutes, have had a hard time keeping up with like the geography of everything. And yeah, um, this minute does a good job of reestablishing that geography and where things are and how things are tied together. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I did not even notice this little sequence the first time I watched through it. Yeah, but, me neither. Um, I'm glad you guys brought it up because you're right, uh, Zach. It does have a really nice flow to it. You see those guys jump over it and then Arnold comes through and right behind Arnold, you see Blaine come by. And you're right, John. It just speaks to his personality. He just kicks that thing down <laughs> and busts right through. Yeah, you can kind of make a map Matt! of where everything is. It's nice how how everything flows together here. Yeah. Um, scene to scene like every bad guy on screen like if he doesn't die in that scene you'll see him in the next scene yeah that's true so it kind of keeps track of everyone i like that and uh blaine <laughs> blaine <laughs> blaine is just right just mowing through these three gorillas to the point that he is continually firing for another yeah. few seconds with them falling and if you're looking at what second 10 to 10 and a half like there's clearly they're they're down they're dead and he's oh still yeah oh yeah mowing the area kind of like when you mow over that piece of grass that you already mowed but you're just like i'm gonna go right back over it multiple times they're like the same with he the just keeps cleaner. firing yes he does yeah he, he does. just keeps going there's like pyrotechnics coming off the barrels <laughs> oh yeah these guys are clearly dead on the ground and he's just firing into them the effects are <laughs> extremely satisfying I, yeah. I love all the practical effects going on oh, so and when good. you like when you go slow motion and you look at because i've been doing that in vlc going like super slow-mo like you see them like trying really hard to keep their eyes open because they everyone like wants to close their eyes when the blanks are going off like it's you, you see them kind of blinking and squinting a lot i, I think they're trying to keep their eyes open i think is the well thing. they have like sparks flying off those barrels surprisingly like, like not flames i think that maybe some restraint being practiced for what it's worth for a minigun being fired <laughs> right compared to the previous minute yeah yeah i want to give a shout out to just at the very beginning of this minute the first guy that arnold kills here there's a lot of good flailing and like ragdolling and shooting while dying in this yeah scene. This first guy isn't firing while dying, but almost everyone else who dies is firing their weapon as they go down and doing the and doing like the, the death wobble. So mm -hmm. including the guys Blaine takes out with the minigun, they're turning and firing to to really no effect. But that guy yeah. that guy Dutch takes out great squib action to squib work where they have the wall behind him popping as he's shooting through him. That that happens quite a few times in this uh, this camp raid. Yeah. So after Jesse Ventura here, Blaine mm -hmm. use, uses half of his ammo on these three guys. Um, <laughs> we get to speak to what you were saying. It, it makes sense that we see McTiernan now or that McTiernan was kind of taking over because we get some more interesting shots mm -hmm. in this minute. And we see that right here in the next sequence. Money shot right here. We, yeah, we get an overhead mm -hmm. shot of uh, Dutch coming into a room, hides behind a pillar. 
The camera turns, follows him as he runs to the other side of the room. So that kind of that that's pretty cool. We you know we were sitting through a lot of static shots up until now, so we get some more interesting camera work here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a great top down video game esque view. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking like along the lines of Contra Three. If you ever played that, Jeff, Zach, and Aaron and I grew up playing games like that with different looks um as you're taking on the bad guys whether it's you know over the shoulder first person right over the top over the top is that kind of that classic view um, that you would have seen in the, in the late 80s like ikari yeah. warriors or something like that but nothing as awesome as this where he takes out <laughs> he takes out this custom-made 20 pound machete just blindly right the, the, the guy is creeping up on him the guy's not shooting him or anything like that and then he just hucks it and gives this great yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, and it makes now, Zach. Yeah, you, you, uh, you, you asked to be a part of this minute. I think for this iconic line, this for scene, this very moment. Yeah, I think you should take us through this moment and uh, kind of give us your play-by-play. What are you to. seeing here? I yeah. would love to. So, a couple things I want to note. Uh, one is that he pins the guy to this little wooden pillar, yeah. which is a, just a bullseye of a machete throw. <laughs> like, well, it's I mean, perfect. <laughs> it is perfect. It, yeah, nothing short of. Um, another thing is if you freeze frame on this guy, his face is hilarious. He's got this crazy <laughs> scowl going on. It is, um, it is. Also noted that he looks like Dave Barry. So if you have, so if you can pause on this scene and then Google Dave Barry, he looks just like a Tanner Dave Barry. Um, Popular comic author Dave Barry. And, and, and a lot of people, face. a lot of people when they die in this scene or in this movie, they're kind of doing the ragdoll and they're flailing and they're shooting this guy goes like rigor mortis immediately if you notice his, his hands go <laughs> stiff and his gun kind of falls from his hand but, but he he's is firing, firing yes. he's firing yeah. it as it falls but as soon as the weight a couple of shots the gun off. goes off his hand kind of bring like back up to where it was so that's uh, just kind of a, a bit of a contrast for everyone else, like kind of flailing and falling down. Um, oh, another thing I like just about this throw is I know it's like one of those, you know, like wind pans or something where it's, you know, two yes. shots make it look like one. But they do a, a good job of it. Like it's mm-hmm. a very good, very smooth transition. Um, like I, it is. I think they yeah. use like the minimum number of frames to make the cut um, because when you watch it in real time, it looks like it just plays out normally. Like it, it, it doesn't look cut to me. So I'm, I'm a big fan of this i mean then obviously the you know the line that he delivers is hilarious. give us the line zach what's oh, the I'm line even try i'm not gonna try just, just watch the movie y'all know what it is you don't even need to watch the movie you probably have it playing in your mind right now stick around but i i was, I was looking up a couple youtube videos a couple of videos of note um there's one there's an interview where arnold is like talking about famous lines of his in different movies and he says that like you never know what lines are going to catch on or what lines are going to get famous back uh-huh. um and his main example is he's talking about Terminator 2 with I'll Be Back. He was saying that like people were coming up to him after that movie and saying like, do the line, do the line. And he like didn't know which line they were talking about. <laughs> I'll be back. Because he's like, cause he doesn't know which ones are going to get popular. But like, I guess everyone else knows like what gets popular. But right. yeah, they're like, do it, do it. And he's like, what? Um, You're close. So in, Give them to me. <laughs> in the, in the, exactly. So in the same interview, he brought up this line. Um, and he said that, you know, he said, oh, like in Predator, for example, he, he said he made up that line on the spot, which, John, it sounds like you, you had like had some conflicting information on that. This just comes from John McTiernan and his 
commentary. He's man, I am disappointed in his commentary. It seems like he's disinterested disinterested in his own movie. He doesn't really pay attention to much of the details on the commentary. And some of these stories, he just trails off and he doesn't finish kind of like, you know, an elderly person might and just like, mm. oh, I remember this one time. And he's talking about the stick around line. <laughs> he's stick around. He's he's saying that it came from this special knife seller who's trying to sell their wares to the studio during the filming of Predator. John McTiernan goes on to say, ask for a special made machete, but uh, and that Arnold gave John, the director, the machete at the end of the filming, but there's no finish to the story about where their line stick around came from. So he mm-hmm. never really answers that himself. So I am much more willing to give Arnold credit for making this up on the spot. That's what IMDb says anyway, that you know he improvised the line, so I'm just going to go with that. Let's, let's give yeah. Arnold credit. With, what with I words. did is I just looked up um, Arnold stick around on YouTube, and that brought up the interview that I'm talking about. Stick around. And yeah, he, I don't know, his quote on there is he said, I made up that line right then and there and everyone starts laughing and stuff. And so that's, he, he sounded pretty convincing when he said it and he's a sharp guy. So I'm inclined to believe him. I have no reason not to. So, yeah. And he was talking about it in the context of like funny lines. So it didn't sound like something that he would make up there. Oh, one other thing is the knife makes a funny, like kind of sound effect. It's it like, it, it sounds fine when you're just listening to it in real time. But once you start listening for this little kind of like, <laughs> like it, when it sticks into the wood, it does this little boing like a, like a diving board kind of noise yeah. stick around yeah and you wouldn't notice it unless somebody points it out but it's it's a good one yeah it's kind of like an arrow like yes. sticking into a exactly. target yeah, yeah. Ding, like yeah. In a cartoon yeah. stick around now do you guys think that like this is obviously an iconic line and we all love it and it's it's what a lot of people remember about this movie do you think it actually fits the movie do you think it fits in there do you, or do you feel like it was shoehorned in because they felt like they needed to have like an Arnold one-liner okay. I, I don't know if I have an opinion or not I'm just I curious to what you guys think <laughs> yeah. I think it, I think it does um, because I think up until now this movie is setting up your expectations of a kind of standard Arnold movie. What I'm assuming this came after Commando. When did Commando come out? I, I didn't I should have looked this up. 85. Yeah, this was after Commando. Okay, so that that so I, I kind of wrote in there that this reminds me a little bit of the end of Commando where he uh impales Bennett, the bad guy in that one with this big pipe and it sticks him to a wall. Let off um, some steam, so Bennett. Let off some steam, Bennett. Yeah, so I wrote that it kind of reminds me of that, but okay, the reason I think this fits is because up until now, it's showing you like a pretty standard Arnold fare. Like for the last several minutes, right? It's been very Commando-esque with like gratuitous explosions, people, you know, just firing like grenades and machine guns into like little buildings that are just blowing up. Like I, I think that the movie is A, delivering on what people want to go see in an Arnold movie and B, setting up your expectations to betray them later. Ooh. So I think it, I think it completely works. It's giving every, it's giving what everybody, like it's giving everybody something that they want. Like the people who came to this movie because it had Arnold on the poster are getting what they want out of this scene. And then the people who want like kind of a more interesting movie maybe like are also getting that, you know, cause it's setting this up for, you know, to compare and like contrast to what happens later in the movie. So hmm. I, I yeah. think that's kind of my hot take on it. I, I would say it fits I, for like Arnold and the, like you're saying the expectations for him in this kind of movie, but 
I don't think it fits his character of Dutch. Uh, his character of Dutch is very serious, very leader oriented, very much just giving his troops the business and telling them what to do all the time. Uh, so for him to crack wise here, I think it's out of character, but I mean, it's it's perfect. It's probably my favorite line in the movie. Um, but just talking about like funny lines in the movie, there are not that many. There are, you know, uh, the two jokes by Hawkins to Billy, one on the chopper and then one after uh, this camp raid is over. There's Dutch here. There's kind of the handshake in the beginning Dylan. is all sort of a big joke set uh, set piece. And then Arnold has like a little goof line later when he's uh, fighting with the Predator hand to hand. But mm. I, I really can't think of too many instances of humor in this movie. Yeah, I see what you're saying. To me, I think oh, it, oh, and I knock, would... knock, duh. Like, what am I thinking? Yes, knock, yeah. knock. <laughs> in this minute. That's yeah. the next one coming yeah. up. I, th- I think it, it does work. I think I would agree with you, Zach. But I think it only works because it's Arnold. I, I can maybe imagine a couple other actors that could pull it off where, you know, it wouldn't be with Arnold. You, it makes you laugh and it's a little cheesy, but you accept it. You know, I'm trying to picture like Stallone doing it. I guess I can't separate Arnold from Dutch. So to me, it's Arnold. (laughs) That's why it works for me. But I see what you mean that Dutch is a serious character. Arnold is, but Arnold is just a goofy action guy and I love it. So, but it does. I mean, we all love it. Like, so clearly it works on some level, you know, it doesn't take away from the movie at all uh in fact quite the opposite so it is a classic for a reason yeah plus the best jokes have good build-up like if it were one-liner after if there was too many one-liners you probably wouldn't yeah. remember any of them yeah but the fact that you have a mostly serious movie with one really solid line in the cheesiest part of the movie where they're just mowing down this whole camp of yeah. people flipping on fire like it's i i'm, I'm still i stand by it i i will plant my flag on this hill i i stand no by it's it's true because when you're watching this, you're like, "Holy shit!" Like this guy got blown up, and this guy just got destroyed, and this guy just got mowed down. Like up until this knife stick and the and the wisecrack line, we've watched like what forty people die. Yeah, yeah. I think our you know, counts up to eighty eight by the time this minute's up. Yeah, wow. and like yeah, they're just so, tearing through these guys like tissue. So it's like by this point, it's just like, why not crack a few one liners as I do? Yeah, so you're you're already kind of chuckling, going like, "Holy." shit like they're just destroying everything in their path and then so you're already kind of in that zone and then he cracks that joke and it's like ha, you know like it it does sort of it, it may not fit the mood of the film perhaps but i think it fits the mood of the audience watching yeah, yeah. stick around yeah i think this is like the arnold short film within predator yeah I, yeah that's the way i see this whole scene all right do you think our listeners have 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 we given uh the stick around line it's due stick around stick around due diligence yeah stick around. i think so that's all the notes i had on it i was i was happy <laughs> to talk about that so i'm I, that was awesome no that was great i, I think that scene. I, yeah i love that quote and i love where it fits in just with this whole sequence i think i think my like meta headcanon note about this because i've thought about this moment a lot is he's he's smiling he's cracking wise and like he's doing what he's best at and it's like this is must i think this is kind of like the height for dutch arnold's dutch here uh, in the movie right here is like this is his high point he's right like i said doing what he can do best he's able to like grin a little bit and look good doing it and then from here it just all starts going down the toilet and what he's realizing and what he's having to deal with. Yeah. And it is a like extreme close up on his face. Like we get the Arnold glance. He looks so good. Doesn't he look good? Come on. Oh, give the man credit. Look, 
he's looking nice. Looking nice. His skin is glistening. You know, he's got that look in his eyes when he delivers the line. As, like, as he walks away, if you notice, it's one of those real quick things. But John McTiernan keeps the focus on the foreground. He just fades into yeah. the background. He just becomes blurry with the background. <laughs> You're right. He does. It's almost, it's almost like this is like the end of the movie for that guy he just stabbed. For <laughs> brown yeah. face Dave Barry. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing he sees is like, oh, my family. No. Now, this is a line, the the stick around line, of course, is the one that gets all the glory. But um, playing second fiddle is another pretty great one liner that comes up right after this one. And it's I think it's often forgotten Mm -hmm. by uh, Predator fans because it gets overshadowed by the stick around around. line. But uh, right after he throws the knife, we get uh, Dylan Dylan. Dylan. and Dutch. They kind of run through the palapa to the other side. Dutch kicks down a door. First, Dylan says something along the lines of hostages are in sight or I can't tell if if he's saying are in sight or are inside. I don't know. The English subtitle track that I'm using says inside. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's not always correct. So I it's don't like, know. How, I how does Dylan know it? And right at this point, knowing what we know about the rest of the movie, it's just totally Dylan just pushing people to the finish line. Like he has no idea. He has as much idea as everybody else, like where everything is. <laughs> just sausages are inside. <laughs> inside what? Inside the one palapa we didn't blow up? <laughs> I really like the, speaking of this quick transition here to the next uh, one liner, I like how the score kind of really amps mm-hmm. up as they're running across this palapa you really get the dun 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 yeah dun. so john i did think of one thing you were talking about how you don't think it fits dutch's character where he's like smiling and cheesing at the camera yeah after he after he sticks the guy with the machete right i did watch a couple minutes ahead Mm-hmm. And uh, spoilers, I don't know if you've watched that far ahead yet, but it's been um, a while <laughs> having this really serious conversation with um, with Dylan, Dylan. and, he, and Dylan. He's Dylan. Like, he's, he gets a really serious look on his face and he says, we don't do this kind of work. Yes. Like, <laughs> so he's like, so it's hilarious that one minute he's like totally six, the guy and, and is just goofing and then like two not two minutes later, he's like, "We don't do this." Like, it's, no, it's that. That's there's some, there's some kind of evidence, you know, evidence in your favor in terms of like maybe it is a little anti-character. It kind of goes against uh, against some of the mood later. I don't know that that would be a funny little cut if you played those scenes back to back. Stick around, and I don't do this kind of work. Stick around. Like, Stick around, and don't do this kind of work. Yeah. So, <laughs> there's a little. Funny. I was just thinking about that because I was I was just watching that. Hey, he didn't, he didn't say he didn't enjoy it. He just says we don't do this kind of work in the very beginning of the movie um if you remember when he's talking to dylan he's he says like i didn't take this dylan, dylan. Dylan, take this job because it's not our style he says we're yeah. a rescue team not yeah, a yeah, yeah. I, I know that one's gotten brought up a lot and that's hilarious yeah. i love that one just cut that with just stick around knock knock we are rescue team not assassins knock knock Okay, but Jeff, I, okay, you were talking about this whole knock knock sequence. So, oh yeah, no, no problem. Uh, this happens all the time. Anyway, so Dylan and Dylan and Dylan. Dutch run through the room. They go. Uh, Dutch runs down the stairs. The score amps up. He lifts up one leg, kicks the door, and the camera moves to inside the palapa on the other side of the door. So the door kind of falls towards us, and we get this great shot. <laughs> 
of Arnold kind of like in frame in like right in the middle of the doorway yeah. as he kind of steps on the door and walks in. And then the two guys inside, what do you think these guys are doing? One guy is reading papers. I don't know why, like what could be so important on those papers right now? The entire camp is going up in flames and he's like shuffling through the first pages of his like novel. I don't know. What is he doing? And the other, yeah, and the other guy's like organizing his weapons. Uh, oh, the other guy, well, the other guy's giving a little boost to his buddy. Like, oh, I, I think yes, they're trying to like escape this horror movie that has invaded their camp. He's like, "Quick, you're going to be the final girl of this movie." <laughs> <laughs> I still don't understand why that guy's reading papers right there. What is? He- well, that's that's our that's our boy Spinoli Torsen. That's Arnold's good friend, Spinoli, the Russian advisor. Yeah. So he's there to represent Soviet interests for a little bit, <laughs> right? And, those- and then we get another good one-liner here. Who wants to deliver the line? It says knock knock, knock knock, and then knock knock. <laughs> he just- he shoots. There's no questions. There's no like, what are you reading? Or like, what's your opener of that novel? What's your, what's right. your lead? Could I check out the first chapter of your novel? <laughs> no, he just blows them Dude, away. Then only Torsen flies through the yes. back of that palapa. And, and I love that. bam. In, in an I interview um, later on where he's talking about how Arnold killed him in so many movies, Sven says that this stunt is accomplished by people yanking on this rope you can't even see it i've slowed this down so many times but they're yanking him out of that palapa through that wall it looks great oh it's it's a good effect i love the like uh, that kind of whatever that thin wood or straw or whatever it is that everything's made out of Mm -hmm. because i i like how (laughs) destructible everything is yeah the fact that he can go flying through the fact that earlier blaine going after those guys just kicking down the little rant like kicking down the little railings um, Arnold here just kicking down the door. I love that everything just falls apart. Just I think, I think you mentioned tissue paper earlier. Yes. Just like that. I, and it that's, is, yeah. That makes for a great like action scene mm-hmm. uh, where they're actually just ripping through like you know the structures. Yeah. That's a good point to have all these walls and structures that just so easily fall apart or guys can fly through. That's a really good setup. <laughs> You're right. I didn't really think about that before. And he is just as a quick note. He is holding onto those notes as he flies out the back wall. He's taking <laughs> those pages with chapter two. <laughs> so we talk about the papers a little bit yeah. in a couple minutes where they're kind of doing like you know where they've killed everybody and Dylan is Boiler. is going through the papers. He's like he's looking at those papers and he's like, oh, this is big. So yeah, that is, it is the papers are important. They are important um, papers. It's, it's or maybe he's just Billy Torson's uh, chicken recipe is on there. Yeah, it could be that too. <laughs> There's more to the recipe than meets the eye, Jeff. I guess yeah, maybe yeah, that's, that's like that's maybe that's the missing page. Like Dylan had pages like one and three. He's like, it never turns out right. And then he's like, oh, this is the oh the paprika. I missed oh, the, the paprika. It's got the eleven secret spices. Exactly. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Well, this other guy too. He does a really great death mm-hmm. wobble with these squares. Oh yeah. This guy. Um, he uh, sometimes you know these guys will do the death wobble and it doesn't quite match up with the explosions on their body i feel like oh, this one great. he does like he kind of he goes left right left right or whatever right as the squibs are going off it looks and really he goes good. down a hero he's firing his gun as he falls so, yeah oh yeah of course he is yeah <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> do, you, do you think do you think maybe he's the one who lived through this mm. <laughs> the, the squib guy Oh man! 
maybe he's wearing a bulletproof vest. We just don't know it. <laughs> he's faking his own death. I'm not dead. He's <laughs> mole. Oh man. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> you guys. He looks really <laughs> dead, John. <laughs> okay. Man, that guy does have the foil down. From from all the people taking fire uh, in this action sequence, yeah, so many of them are just so good at this death wobble, just no, 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 as the squibs go off. Yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, do we have anything else for the uh, knock knock sequence? Yeah, the last thing I had was um, whatever he hits Finn with, like, because it looks like he hits him with like the underbarrel attachment. Yeah, but it sounds yeah, like a machine gun. Oh yeah. Like, is that supposed to be a grenade that he's shooting at him? Like, is that why it knocks him back so far? And like, you're right. It's like a big single shot, isn't it? And like, and if it's supposed to explode on impact, good thing it doesn't. And like, I just, I'm assuming it has to be the underbarrel thing because how well? Because it's like one big shot and he goes flying. But I was really hoping that like a couple seconds would go by and there'd be an explosion. That's like that's my only complaint about this little Mm. sequence right here. Yeah. Although. Okay, look at this. I just noticed this flipping through. Uh, right after he knocks Finn out, and we see Squib Man going down. Oh, are they burning <laughs> papers? Is that what's going on? Okay, so pause at twenty seven thirty four or thereabouts. Right after Finn exits the building, it's all um, well. I was gonna say it's all smoky, but he did open up. And we Damn. see the guy, we see the squib guy just starting to get shot. I think there's papers on fire oh, in the bottom of the plane fire because it there? looks like he starts to get lit on fire, which I don't know. Oh, I see that on his lower left leg. Yeah. yeah. And it's confusing. I see that too. So I think, Maybe. I think that's what Sven is doing. I think he's burning the papers. I think that's why they're in that little like basket there, maybe. Do you think it's like him like clearing his browser history before he dies? <laughs> like doesn't want anyone to read his the romantic novel romantic that he just wrote. Novel. That's putting it lightly, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that they were burning those papers. Either that or the fire was because of whatever Arnold just shot. Yeah. Burning the papers. You might be onto something yeah. there. And it yeah. kind of looks like the guy starts to light on fire right as he leaves the frame. I, I, it's, it's hard to tell. <laughs> but then he's not on fire in the next one. I, that's that's the only, like, probably four-tenths of a second that I actually see fire. And I just noticed it because I've gone through it so many times. Oh, wow. That's it. So I'm going to say they're burning the papers. Yeah. There you go. Wow. I'm, there you go. I'm the first person to ever notice that. It might be. <laughs> the, spin, the spin still doesn't explode, which would have been... Oh, that would have been a nice little detail, great. but maybe a little bit too much for this kind of action movie. I don't know. It's not going to be that graphic, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, they're a rescue team. <laughs> not assassins. We are rescue team, not assassins. <laughs> don't do your dirty work. And I don't do this kind of work. Okay, so Dutch looks out the, <laughs> the newly formed hole in the back of this hut. <laughs> <laughs> he sees these guys oh i just i absolutely love these guys making a beeline for it i will say the, yeah. the, back, the backs may remind me of mars guy and the red baron making the fourth appearance that's just my guess red baron get your ass to mars they're just hauling yeah. ass like as fast as they can away and it's it's a, to me it's a very realistic portrayal for how enemy forces would react to such an unstoppable force coming upon them. They're kind of doing that that silly walk down steps. If you've ever tried to like yes. go real fast, they have down to hide me it up, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Dutch whistles. Uh, well, Punchino knows exactly what that means. He says, "I got him! 
and his good Panchito deep voice, which we hear a little bit late or a lot later in this movie. And uh, then mm. Dutch gives the order to Hawkins saying, Hawkins, all in position and situation. Get Khan up on the hook. It's supposed to be con ops. It's basically like radioing your manager when you're working retail or something like that. Like, okay, someone's asking for a deal, boss, and they sound really convincing. Like, do we give them that 15% off? So he's he's basically telling Hawkins to push the manager button on the radio. Hawkins responds, yeah. you got it, Major. You got it, Major. I uh, I could not understand what he was saying. I had to look at your mm-hmm. notes to to figure out like when he says call in position and situation. It's all kind of for me at least. It was a little garbled. I could not quite figure out what he was mm-hmm. saying there. But uh, yeah, then he says con ops and uh, Hawkins yells, "You got it, Major." Then it just kind of cuts right back to Blaine with the uh, old painless. Old painless is waiting. Just running down, running around mm-hmm. the corner there, and then we cut away from this scene. So. Is there anything really of interest to talk about in that quick sequence? The one thing I want to bring up with those guys running away is this kind of goes back to the whole continuity between scenes is like in the knock knock sequence, we see the guy helping the other dude through the window. And then I'm assuming that that's that guy who's running away with somebody else there where he like, cause Arnold knows that somebody was able to leave that Palapa. Right. And so then he checks out and he's like, he's like, Oh, I saw that guy helping somebody out. And then you see that guy running. So to me, that's just another nice continuity thing where it's like, okay, in one, one scene you have this guy kind of leaving this and then in the next scene you have you know arnold's point of view of that guy running away so i just i like that they're accounting for everybody on screen mm-hmm. yeah that's true they do a good job of making sure guys just don't disappear you're yeah. right like if we see a guy in one sequence and they run out to the right side you know when they cut away to the next sequence we'll still see those guys running it's and that is easy to say but filming a scene like this where you have so many quick cuts and you're putting together so many different puzzle pieces that's a pretty impressive feat is making sure everything feels natural as the camera yeah, moves yeah i don't know so. how it was in previous minutes but in this minute it's like when you everybody who dies on screen has been established like you know where they are whereas before i, I want to say it sounded i mean i haven't watched the previous minutes recently but um it sounded like there's maybe some reused kind of shots of people getting blown up yes, and stuff yes. which is really easy to Mm-hmm. in action movies like i you know pretty much any like 80s action movie is guilty of that of just like generic like guy getting mowed down by machine gun and they'll play him and then maybe they'll flip it for the next one or something right right um, mm-hmm. but in, in this whole at least for this whole minute there's there's none of that like everything is well accounted for jeff you mentioned the guys running away having to kind of high step it over the stairs well, they're not, i mean they're also yeah. having to avoid what looks like i don't know four or five very dead bodies you know probably their buddies they're having to run around you and right around. oh you yeah know, scattered around down there you're right like yeah breakfast earlier that day with that guy you know that guy might <laughs> that guy might owe mars guy five bucks or something like that we don't know the you know maybe yeah like trying to keep it a little <laughs> bit we're having food and fellowship <laughs> food and fellowship blown up by henry kinji <laughs> That brings us to kind of the final scene of this minute, which is a pretty important scene for the next next act of the film. Act, act, Matt. So I have some I have some questions about this. So after we cut away, we yeah we we cut back to Matt. 
Dutch. <laughs> Sorry. To Dutch, who's back inside the palapa. And uh but the perspective is from someone standing behind him yes. holding a gun. This is like first person perspective style, like almost like a slasher. And this person is slowly moving up on Dutch, and we get a quick cut of his eye. He senses someone behind him, he kind of looks back. Mac! And here's my question: in every other scene, if he senses a bad guy, he turns around and just <laughs> Fires at will, or or throws a knife. Stick around, <laughs> right? And in this case, conveniently, he steps back and uses the butt of his rifle to knock this gorilla out. Yes, which it turns out is a woman. Um, so. Yeah, this is the best, the big reveal at the end of this minute. And we'll later find out more about this this woman and she'll eventually become kind of a hostage character. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, what do you guys think about this? Obviously, it's done for the story. Like, we can't have this character die. Right. Uh, but do you think that's realistic in this sequence? So there is, there is one difference with this sequence. If I'm like kind of, I don't know, making excuses for the movie or kind of making sure. plot points for a while. Excuse me. Yeah, so yeah. Um, this is the closest anyone's gotten to Dutch so far uh, while sneaking up on him. Yeah. And he also that's true. already threw his machete away yeah so he doesn't have a machete to chop anyone at close range i mean you see he just has to turn around and basically it's like his you know about elbow length out like it's you know because he he hits her with the butt of the gun so she's only like a couple feet away from him so that that's kind of my real world explanation for it but then obviously they can't kill her because she's part of the movie so right yeah i i I bring up the question for discussion's sake but i i think i agree with you zach like it it's it's believable. It's, it's believable because you're right. She, she does get very close to him, and so his first instinct with his combat experience might be to just do a quick what we call that melee yeah. attack. Yeah, yeah, um, press yeah. The F button. <laughs> yeah, press the F button. Very yeah. <laughs> right. I, li- I like her stunt work. She takes a good fall. Whoever is playing her stunt double. Smacks her in the in the face. Yes. Who knows? It's probably a dude, right? Who, who are we kidding? She's like the only female around for miles. <laughs> it's Sven Oli Torsen with a hat on. <laughs> <laughs> he gives his audible grunt. <laughs> oh, it's a woman. I, yeah, I have no idea. I, 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 that's my big question for this minute too. I said, why not kill the female gorilla? I don't yeah. know. Maybe because female gorillas are rare or something. I don't know. <laughs> the female gorilla. I don't. I don't know because he, he sees her. He sees that she's a woman. He says, "Shit, Mac, Mac, shit." And then we get a nice Mac drop. Yeah. Mac. It is a good Mac drop. And what's great about this minute is he yells Mac, Mac and then the minute yeah. ends. It's like cut to commercial um, <laughs> along with like the, the, the music right. also gives a little stinging end to the, the main theme from this movie, Predator. Um, as yeah. soon as he knocks yeah, her out, it it's kind of like, oh, that's kind of the end of the main bulk of killing that we're going to do that the team is has done its job for the most part in, in this camp raid yeah you're right i could totally see like right when he says mac like it cuts to black and like a commercial red for comes on. red bear <laughs> <laughs> i watched i watched Zach. a few of those since we last recorded red baron <laughs> <laughs> 
Did you? For a good sound drop, yeah. Oh, we might get a couple drops from Red Baron we pizza might. commercials. That'd be great. Red Baron. We might. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, on on her getting smacked with the gun there. Smack! Smack! So. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, oh, I can edit it together to make him say smack. Oh, there we go. Smack! Smack! <laughs> <laughs> Something that this movie does really well is just like in general and throughout is, is kind of showing damage and like showing lasting damage. Like if somebody gets shot, like you'll see the their wounds like will still be there several scenes later. Yeah. And just like this, I like I'm I don't know, I'm almost surprised that they even bothered like kind of bloodying up her face here because they really didn't have to. Like he he hit her with like a, kind of like a blunt, you know, butt of the rifle. Right. And but they still like just to show that damage has been done and to show that he really did like knock her out like they actually bloody up the side of her head there which they totally didn't have to do that um like i i think most movies would not bother a because like you know because it's it's you know a knockout hit and like she's not dead and usually blood means like dead mm-hmm. and then um two is that like it's a like it's a girl which seems like kind of brutal to be like oh arnold just totally like, bloodied up this girl like that, that that seems like a little extra yeah you'd think it might be like a you know a a goose egg on her forehead or something, you know, rather than blood. But that's yeah. something in general I do really like about this movie is, yeah, when somebody takes a bullet or takes a hit or takes whatever, like, you'll see that damage, you know, for several scenes later. And, like, if you skip ahead, mm. she's still got, like, bruises and cuts on her face, like, even in later scenes. Yeah. Um, so I, that's that's something that kind of bugs me with a lot of movies that I'll see is like there'll be some big fight scene and and people will be just taking like blows to the head yeah but then they don't look any different or like they'll have like a little cut on their eyebrow or something <laughs> like <laughs> right. uh, and that, that kind of thing drives me nuts because it's like you know show me the damage like and it's, yeah <laughs> I, I think that adds a lot to this movie so yeah great great continuity throughout and as uh, our own team members start to go down via the predator you're gonna. Definitely going to see lasting scars for the time that they're left on screen, which for some of them is not a long time, but for others, like you're saying, Zach, you're going to see them in several scenes later and still be reminded of uh, how they went down. All right, you guys. Well, we've reached the end of the minute. Do we have anything else to add for the actual content of the minute before we talk about the kill count, which has escalated dramatically once again? I'm out of stuff for this minute. I think we really laid down enough suppressing fire to, to cover it for a while. <laughs> yeah. Zach? Yeah. Oh, I'm good. I was I was just happy to ramble on about the uh, stick around sequence yeah. for a while. Stick That's- around. Stick around. All right, John. So, how many kills did we witness in yeah, this minute? Yeah, cue the country music. So far in this movie, we have eighty-eight by the end of this minute. Yeah, Ooh, seventy-four before this wow. minute, fourteen during this minute, and so far the total is seven good guys dead on screen or off screen. Just the one on screen and six others off screen and then 81 bad guys 81 bad guys <laughs> yeah here's how they go down uh, this minute one by dutch m16 three by blaine minigun one guy already dead on the ground before the machete throw <laughs> one by dutch m16 again before the machete throw one by dutch machete stick around stick around one by dutch knock knock m203 grenade knock knock question mark 
one by Dutch M16, <laughs> and then five already dead as Mars Guy and Red Baron run away. Yes. Yep. Awesome. And Mars Guy All and right. Red Baron, are you, do they get counted in this minute or is that a, because I, I was. I oh, no, I'm not, I'm not counting them until we see them actually die on screen. That's when. Okay. Cheeto fires the grenades up. I was gonna say that's yep, uh, exactly, and that was that was something I was gonna bring up. If you counted them this minute, yeah. I wanted to make sure to set the record straight on them that they uh, they live on. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think we end the movie dangerously close to triple digits, but I don't think we quite reached yeah. there unless well, well, we'll see. We'll do maybe do have to do some creative accounting here, you know, like the mafia to really fudge some numbers, but I think we can make it work. <laughs> so if you did like a timeline like a like a kills over time mm-hmm. you know how much of it what percentage of it is in this last like five minutes oh oh the vast, vast majority. majority like the... you mean like 95 percent yeah yeah <laughs> yes 90 because i think it's i think it's just a couple blips from here on out so well yeah in the because the seven good guys who are seen on screen or implied killed uh, are the two pilots, the one hostage that Svenoli Torsen kills, and I think the f- three or four Green Berets. From what I could see, the ones strung up are supposed to be representing four Green Berets strung up by the, the Predator much earlier. And so all that action has taken place before they even strike the camp. And then mm. once the action starts, right, 81 out of the 88 happened in the last, <laughs> I think, five <laughs> minutes. It's just <laughs> kill a kill-a-thon, a kill-tacular, a kill-avalanche. Yeah. <laughs> It is a bloodbath, yeah. Just bodies. Just bodies. So does that bring us to our weekly recommend segment, John? Yeah, this is the part of the show where we talk about things that we would recommend to other folks in terms of movies or TV shows or shoes. (laughs) Uh, Maybe recipes for that famous Russian paprikash chicken dish. (laughs) I don't know. So there's, there's a lot of things we could, a lot of avenues we could explore through recommends. But Zach, you being the guest, if you'd like, you can take first crack at this. Crack. Crack. Mac. Uh, Mac. Let's see. So Mac. I like eating dog food. I, I don't consume a lot of media outside of like YouTube and Twitch. I don't watch like a lot of shows or movies, mm-hmm. so I don't have a lot of, I don't have any like conventional recommends. But um, there's something that's just like a little YouTube comedy series that I've been rewatching recently that I enjoy. Um, it's called the Catering Show, ah. and it's it's spelled K like K A T E R I N G, um, and it's just just YouTube it. The episodes are short; they're all like under ten minutes. There's not that many of them, and they're really dense with jokes, and they're really funny. I'd recommend like just if you want some laughs, like just watch one, and if you like it, then just keep going. Mm, um, nice. So that that's like my little comedy recommend. It's just a little YouTube thing, um, and it's it's a good time. Outside of that, I don't really have a lot of recommends because, again, I don't really watch the movies or the shows or whatever. Um, oh, it's okay. So that's, right. that's we like usually my, just do one. Yeah, yeah. We usually just do one, and like, well, I mean, unless Jeff <laughs> thinks of like three things to recommend, which I don't know how you do that. Sometimes that happens. Out of two little kids, but <laughs> whatever works, man. <laughs> Oh, so catering show, check it out. Those, yeah. yeah, it's funny. It's it's good. Very it's funny. good. Like it's good banter. Um, John, I know you watched yeah. it. I think you liked it. I loved it. Um, yeah, Sarah and Sarah, so my wife, my wife, my uh, wife, also my wife, my wife, <laughs> wife, <laughs> my wife, my <laughs> wife. What is that from? Because whenever I hear my wife, I always think my wife. My wife is Borat. <laughs> 
Okay. I have no idea why I would like associate that oh. then, but that's what I think every time. So. All right. I will. I have a kind of a unique recommend this week. Um, awesome. Yeah. So this is kind of a recommend that crosses over to another podcast that I really like. And this is a podcast actually that John, you turned me on to several years ago when I asked you, what are some good movie podcasts when I was first hey. getting into podcasts? I think you, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, you recommended to me uh, a little podcast called F This Movie. Yes. Um, and it's become, over the years, one of my favorite movie podcasts. Um, it's a podcast and a website run by a guy named Patrick Blom- Bromley. Um, and he is a pretty interesting guy, but he is a encyclopedia when it comes to film. Um, yes. And so his podcasts are pretty great to listen to. Um, but anyway, what I'm going to recommend is once a year, he and uh, the other folks that kind of help run his website and create content for him do a uh, all Twitter film festival. And it's mm-hmm. called F This Movie Fest. Um, and Patrick programs five or six movies uh, from a particular year. He chooses a year that he wants to celebrate. And... Uh, then he puts together a schedule and the idea is that everyone, if you want to participate, anyone around the country can secure copies of these movies, watch them at the designated times, and you just live tweet with each other uh, using the hashtag FThisMovieFest during the movies. And um, that might sound kind of nerdy and maybe it is, but I participated a little bit last year and I have to say it was super, super fun um, to do. You kind of felt like you were watching a movie in a theater, but you were at home on your couch because you could tell that all these other people around the country were also watching it with you at the same time. And uh, it was just kind of a fun feeling, a fun experience. So anyway, this year's F This Movie Fest is coming up on Saturday, March 9th, and they are Ooh. celebrating the year uh, 1986. Six. Yes. And the lineup, if I can run through these real fast... Starting at 10 a.m. Central Time, because he lives in Chicago. 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 We have... uh, Give me some deep dish pizza, Chicago. Uh, We have at 10 a.m. Chicago Time, The Labyrinth, uh, followed by Big Trouble in Little China. Personal favorite of mine. Oh, John Carpenter. Followed by Invader from Mars, which is a Toby Hooper movie. Nightmare movie from my childhood. <laughs> nice. Followed by Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, followed by at 6 p.m. Cobra. <laughs> your, your week, your recommend my, from last week. <laughs> my recommend from last week, which is freaking awesome. Not a coincidence. It's starting to make yeah. sense now. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was tr- I'm not going to be able to participate as much this year, so I wanted to catch up on a couple of these movies. Uh, and then to cap off the... Uh, festival at 8 p.m. Central Time, one of my all-time favorite action movies, Aliens, directed by James Cameron. Yeah, Aliens, the second one. Yeah. So anyway, if you uh, if that is something that sounds like it would be fun for you, check out uh, F This Movie Fest. I would also recommend just F This Movie Podcast, fthismovie.com. It's a pretty good website. Um, yeah, they've been uh, a pretty big um outlet or what am i trying to say they've been a, a strong influence in my movie watching over the last several years so there awesome. you go awesome 
Awesome. Did you uh, listen to the latest, I don't know if it's the latest episode, I think it was two episodes ago, but he had Adam Risky and Doug on. Those are two of my personal favorites. Yeah, yeah. And they're talking about uh, Varsity Blues. Yes, they did a Varsity Blues episode, (laughs) which is totally one of my nostalgic movies from when I was like, you know, in high school and college, like 2000s era. Yeah, for sure. That was great. Era. Era. Yeah, if you if you want a good starting episode, I, I can't I can't recommend highly enough just any episode with either Adam Risky or Doug or both. Yeah, they're just they just have such good rapport with each other and oh, just I... knock out impressions just oh. in funny ways. Just they're all over the place, but they're so so funny. It's it's great that he has lots of different guests on mm-hmm. to kind of mix things up, but. I think him and Adam Risky could do a weekly show that would be yes. very popular. They are very, very funny together. So I yeah. agree. Awesome. Thanks for the recommends, guys. Yeah. It's kind of a long recommend, but uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's worth it. It's what the people pay us for, you know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you got for us uh, this week, John, besides uh, comfy sneakers that you're wearing? Yeah, I've been listening to the breakdown minute by minute uh by Scott Corelli and Nick Jimenez of the Cornetto trilogy movies. That would be Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and World's End. Oh, nice. Yeah, right now they're on Hot Fuzz, which is easily in my top five favorite movies oh, of all time. I love Hot Fuzz. Oh, it's so good. I... <laughs> they're, they're, they're quite a ways in, in the minutes because they do theirs Monday through Friday. I can't really picture how someone would do that, but uh, good for them. Good on them for doing that. And just really funny banter between the guys. They do a lot of good research and dive into great tangents you know where where necessary and where called for something something that we can appreciate on this show but also i bring them up because in just a few minutes they're going to be a guest on this show this very whoa this very predator minute show yeah we'll have scott and nick on Uh, so highly recommend their podcast it's called cornetto minute and if you want a list of all the movies broken down minute by minute you can go to moviesbyminutes.com and so far last i checked they have 101 121 podcasts dedicated to the movie by minute format and the latest one added is bill and ted minute Ooh, nice to reuse my joke from earlier if they all got together and they all worked on a different minute they could do a new movie every day <laughs> that's true that's true there you go all 120 of them yeah hey speaking of that zach i'm glad you bring that up but jeff jeff hey. and i are going to be partaking in a project in which Movies by Minute hosts from all different kinds of these podcasts come together and record a week's worth or five minutes worth of a movie breakdown for a 1985 movie called Into the Night, a movie I really hadn't heard of until it came up on the Facebook Movies by Minute group. And then I asked Jeff if he wants to be in on this. He said, yeah, so we'll have a good week of talking about Into the Night. Uh, I think come about mid-April when your taxes are due. <laughs> is the thing I was just joking about? Is that like the real thing? Is that what? Is that just what I it's was? It's kind of the real thing, like, kinda, yeah. Or like week by week ah. format. So yeah, those are the last two added, and um, yeah, end of the night has been has already begun. Publish, publishing, whatever has yeah. already uh, been put into the airways for the first few minutes. So go check that out if you're a big fan of '80s romantic action comedies. Guilty. Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Scratch that itch. 
So, Zach, uh, where can people find you? Uh, nowhere really to find me. I don't know. I don't have a, like an online presence, and I don't really have any like goods to uh, to put forth. But if you must find me on Twitter, it's Carl <laughs> underscore Hungus. No, I'm just Holy kidding. Uh, how many Carl? I, I got nothing. Carl Hungus. You can there, find there. Zach in John's shed behind the house. <laughs> you just have to kick down the door and say, "Knock, knock." Right. <laughs> that's how I know it's you. That's that's I won't shoot if you do that. <laughs> Kick down the door. I know it's you. <laughs> well, if you say knock yeah. knock. Aren't you on Twitch, Zach? Kind of. I don't ever stream. My Twitch is apparition, but it's A P P A R one T I O N. So I don't really stream anything. But um, if you like speed runs, go to my follow list because like I follow pretty much exclusively speedrunners and or like kind of small quote-unquote comfy streamers like ninja so i guess if if you must then no. <laughs> so if you must then just go there i guess if you message me if you really want to get in touch with me you can message me on there i'll respond okay. um because i'm on twitch a lot so there you cool. go well well zach stole my thunder you can file me find me on uh the real Twitter. carl hungus yeah i'm the real i'm the real carl hungus carl hungus official <laughs> verified uh, i need yeah. to get verified get the, get the check mark I, yeah i need to get time. verified <laughs> capital k carl underscore capital h hungus 314 there it is twitter my name is carl he's been expert there you go Carl Hungus, Jeff Glover, you'll find me there. I kind of stole that joke from my dad. He was on a minute like a long time ago, and he I think he was the first one to make that joke where he's like, you can find me at Carl Hungus, and it was really funny. It still works. So I don't know if you remember that, but that's that's totally where I took the joke from. So. That joke came back. So props. Came back from back. Zach. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, so if you can think of fun words that rhyme with Mac, Mac, then uh, email us at predatorminute at gmail.com. Still waiting on a, a bigger volume of responses to come through and put that forth. But, you know, if, if you've been thinking, like, I really should email the show, like, these guys are just so high up. I don't know if I can, like, reach that level. It's like, you can reach that level. Yeah, we don't want to seem unapproachable. <laughs> Who am I kidding? <laughs> I'm looking at Star Wars miniatures in front of my desk. You can email us. Starstruck right now. He's my brother and I'm starstruck. <laughs> uh, we're also on Twitter and Facebook. Um, I'm really still seriously thinking about creating a Facebook group. I haven't done it yet. Uh, all, all I have so far is the page, but I'd, I'd like to start a listener. What's the difference between a group and a page? Um, a page is, I believe, I'm the only one who can make the posts on the page or if make a yeah, group is a little more interactive group kind is of more like interactive and it's like sequestered off so right it, so you can so the group posts will show up on your feed normally if you are part of a group but it'll be mixed in with people and like other groups but if you click on the group itself you can just see the latest feed from that group and they typically are closed too so if you're making comments here and there. It's not like flooding someone else's timeline with your comments. Oh, I got you. So I'm really bouncing around some names. That's the only thing holding me back is. Yeah. yeah. That's the first thing I was thinking of is what you. Yeah. uh, The the thing that came to my mind was like uh, predator minute hunters cabin or something like that. Hunting cabin. But Mm. I. I, Palapa. Yeah.
I think, oh, okay. Predator, I think that's Predator Palapa. Predator Minute Palapa. I think that's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's that. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook at the group Predator Minute Palapa. So hop <laughs> on there, ask to join. I'll let you write in or Jeff will write, let you write in and we'll talk all things Predator and break the things down minute by minute. We'll talk about awesome one-liners. We'll talk about body counts and movies. We'll talk about what you can do in your spare time when you're all done listening to Predator Minute. And maybe some Palapa enthusiasts will join yeah. us. On accident. And they'll stay around. Oh, I totally messed oh. that up. Oh. oh. <laughs> stay in the genetic. And they will, right. they will knock knock at the oh, damn it. Wow. It's, yeah. Let's run yeah. that back. And then they'll I'll come for the Palapa talk, and they'll stick around. Stick around. Uh, for the Predator juice. All right, so for Predator Minute, I've been John Zabriskie. <laughs> I'm Jeff Glover. I'm Zach Zabriskie. Until next time. Knock, knock. I mean, stick around. Stick around. Stick around. Stick around. Stick around. Stick around. <laughs>